Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. say hey dude but i feel like i hey, say dude too much dude. i lo- there's please we can't get rid of dude someone the other day no was like you sound oh you reminded me of crush from finding nemo that like surfer turtle oh no 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 okay good i'm gonna keep that it in was on them that's a reflection oh of thanks them. okay thanks that's like you've been watching that movie too much yeah mm. yeah uh wait yeah. okay the pulitzer the pulitzer prize winners came out today I did you saw, look i haven't read that book have you has alan no I, i'm not sure if he's read that book have you no i oh. have not read the book we had so the other one we were excited about is the pulitzer for drama i didn't see and it was um a play called fairview um it was off broadway and then it's coming back in june so we snatched up tickets oh my gosh i know perfect i know and then, and then you sold them for and then five we sold them the for five I mean, times the money. Oh, we actually one. probably could, yeah. to be honest. I'm sure that after it, it won, it, they like yeah. went away. But the, well, one of the finalists for drama was another play that we really loved. Have I talked to you about this that I think you'd really love? It's called What the Constitution Means to Me. Yes, I keep on hearing about uh, it. On, it's like, so, so good. It's it's um They have like discounted tickets and stuff, but it's basically this one woman who wrote the play... And she accounts her time as a teenager when she would do constitutional essay contests. Um, And they would be like in these American Legion halls and it would be like scholarship for college money. And they would have to take like an article of the constitution and without knowing which one it would be and like talk about it and defend it. And then they would find out if they were on like sort of like a debate style thing on the proponent or the opposing side and have to like argue whether it should be a part of the constitution or what, or you know why it's great and what it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I heard really good things. It's beautiful. I I wish she would explain the entire Constitution because she explains pieces of the Constitution that are sort of important to to her life. Yeah. And that illustrate different stories. But the way she explains it, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like, I wish I I wish she'd do the whole thing. Yeah. It's kind of the kind of thing you kind of wish like someone else would do, too. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool if like an immigrant talked yeah, about the constitution totally. or, you know what i mean like, like make it digestible and translate it through like your lens had a completely different background yeah like, they should just make a template of that and like i love that people go like we'll be we'll go next i love that you know broadway right get us yeah on there. Okay. oh perfect we'll do we'll do a that seems easy we'll do get a broadway show there. yeah that perfect seems <laughs> <laughs> you can do the artwork just be like come inside okay. i love this this is, seems like cut and paste <laughs> Are there any other, I know that, like, you you know, you're a writer, like, are there any other, like, Pulitzer Prize things that you pay attention to outside of the, the like, novels? I didn't even get to look at everything. Yeah, to I literally it. was like, oh, Pulitzers. I was like, oh, Notre Dame is burning down. Number oh, one. my gosh. Number two, Insane. let's look at the Pulitzers. Uh, I skipped straight to the book. The yeah. Fiction yeah, yeah, yeah. They just came out, out a few hours ago, yeah, so that makes so sense. so I still have that treat ahead of me to dive into i love it well speaking of diving into things do you have any show nuts just one what on the most recent episode of invisibilia yes by the way this season is really good yes hannah rosen says the word booty call oh and it's just (sighs) a treat i don't know it's yeah i forget it's the episode that is about empathy oh i love that just go Skip around until you hear the word yeah. booty call, and then yeah. you can turn it off. It 
It was a treat. Anyway. Little Italian chef's kiss. Yeah, it really made me happy. I listened to it several times. Anyway, <laughs> That's how about so you? funny. Um, no, no, no show nuts. Great. Well, you kind yeah. of gave some. Oh, that's true. Like an update. Like yeah, cultures. that's true. Um, all right. What do we do next? Uh, next, we jump into our first segment of the podcast, which is called Podcast Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> it's where we challenge each other to listen to a podcast or an episode of a podcast that either we think you, the other one, will really like or that we've enjoyed and want to share. So last week, I challenged you to listening to listening to... I sound like a person who like English is their second language and they're like, don't have quite have it yet. They're usually better. (laughs) That's true. Um, I challenge you to listen to becoming wise from on being studios. Um, had a long hiatus, but it has returned for a second season. And the idea is that the show offers depth and depth and discovery in the time that it takes to make a cup of tea. So the episodes are like super, super short, under 10 minutes. And each episode is curated from lots of conversations. So I hadn't listened, but I wanted to find out if this was possible to get such wisdom in such a short amount of time. Yes. And I think it has, it's like a calming effect listening to Ooh, it. Ooh, wow. So I definitely want to go back. I didn't listen to all the ones I wanted to. I kind of like did my homework kind of late and was like, yeah. oh no, there's, but I'm going back. Like, like I didn't listen to all of them yeah. before now, but yeah. I'm going to. Um, wow. Oh my gosh. I listened gosh. to the Brene Brown one. Uh-huh. Like she never says anything that's not worth listening to. I really mean it. I know. Just like makes you feel better. But like um, Pico Iyer and Seth Godin and Eve Ensler and Eli, I don't know how to say his name, Eli Weissel, mm. who wrote Night, mm-hmm. the Holocaust um, nonfiction. Oh, book. wow. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like really fascinating people that you never hear talking enough. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Pico Iyer is doing a, working on a show with us. And uh-huh. I've never heard of him before. Like, I don't know. It was just like the guest list is very interesting. And then it almost reminded me of like, you know how like self help is so big in podcasts right now? And it's like, how to be better, how to be faster how to um, have better work meetings, how to blah, 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 blah. This is more just like how to be nicer. Yeah. It's like like the self-help, like, how-tos, but how to relax. Like, it's all just, like, instructive yet calming. And I think I'm going to start listening. I'm not joking. To a bedtime, like turn it on while you're falling asleep, and I think you can listen to them over and over again because it's a calming effect. It puts you to like it, it puts you just in a restful state, so you can go to bed. And I I'm really glad you introduced this to me. I love that a lot. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, yeah. I'll have to go check that out. That I mean, that does sound like a like heavy hitter list of guests. Yes. Um. And then. Next, I'm going to challenge you to a podcast. <gasps> yes. It's only fair. Yes, it is only fair. And Real along equitable. the same lines of like wisdom and like, yeah, I put <laughs> this in a special font. Wait, why? <laughs> you just posted in our show notes, which are always a really sensible Calibri size 11. <laughs> you just posted my challenge in a full on Comic Sans. Hey. Oh, it's my spinning. stars. Okay, I, I know that. I, I'm not sure if you've listened to Inside Trader Joe's. I have never. We've talked about it. I know it. we've talked about it, and I know <laughs> you know about it. Yes. But, like, I have kind of, like, a homework assignment uh, for you this Okay, because, okay. Like, you're into marketing and yeah. advertising and super yeah. interested in it. And yep. also, I believe you enjoyed Trader Joe's yes. now and then. Yes, So I feel like you'd be the perfect person to talk, like, what the fuck is going on with this podcast? What I is? really want to know. Because, like, we don't usually punch podcasts, and but this isn't a real podcast, okay? And honestly, if you love it, I want to know that, too. Oh, my gosh. I want to love it. I do, too. Because can I also say, I don't actually love Trader Joe's. I was guessing that was a wild shot. Well, 
the lines are too long. The produce is bad. I mean, I do oh think they have some great stuff, and it's like such a happy place. But I just oh um, the lines are too long. Oh my god, I agree. Yeah. I was thinking we would be butting heads about. No, this. there is literally a bouncer at the one in Union Square. Like, it's you, they oh right because they only let certain door. people, certain number of people in. I mean, I have a fairway near me, so I feel no, like that's an embarrassment else. of riches, but. No, yeah, any, anything else. Not into it. I will go to crappy grocery stores. Yeah, um, but I do, ju- I like their vibe. Obviously, it's popular for a reason. But that's you know? why this podcast is interesting because yeah. like, there's something going on there. Yeah. But the podcast, they're acting like it's like a third party reporting on their store, <laughs> but it's them. So it's literally an advertisement. Well, that's like that. Have you seen that Netflix podcast? No. That's just like all about how Netflix works. Like Man, it's literally okay, about... See, the I'm, workplace. This is your homework assignment because yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. Okay. I want to know: Is it effective? Like, like could other brands be doing it? Right. Should they be? Is I'm it worth curious. it for like not Does it like work? Why do people love it? Yeah. I want. This is like a homework assignment. Okay. Okay. I'll do. It. I'll write a book report. I like this. Um. D- can I tell you too what Trader Joe's makes me think of? Mm, what? You used to host a Sunday night dinner. Mm-hmm. You and DJ Jaywoo. Mm-hmm. Always, like every single Sunday, without fail, for like years, literally crazy. years. It yeah. was insane. You would cook for us. People would bring food-ish. <laughs> yeah. But every single time, I would stop at the Union Square Trader Joe's, because you lived real oh, close to Union Square, yeah. the w- the wine store, and get a bottle of wine well, to bring. that is the good part about Trader Joe's. The that one, is the one good part. They have a separate wine store. That's, that's like really, pretty good. It, yeah, pretty good. I yeah. mean, not the two-buck chuck, but like no. others. Yeah. Cool. That's just good memory going in. And See, you do have a good memory. It's true. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Hey, uh, now that we've got the fun stuff, first of all, thanks for challenging me to Inside Trader Joe's. I'm very excited about that. Um, but now let's get a little bit of the business out of the way. Do we have um, Do we have a sponsor this week? We sure do. Do you mind if I tackle it? Go ahead. I just like I have been practicing. It, but it's, I think it's your turn. <laughs> I've been practicing my announcer voice in the mirror oh and was God. hoping to make good use of it. Did you talk like that all day at work today? I did. Yeah, oh I God. did. People yeah. were like, like, dude, is everything okay? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Dude. Let me tell you about my day, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, Burrow. Lauren, I don't think I'm alone when I say that I've long struggled with couches that are either too cheap and flimsy or heavy and expensive. They require a team to move, are complicated to put together, and inevitably won't fit into your next space. Where can a guy get some clever, comfortable furniture for his life and living room? Well, the answer is they can't. It's impossible. So instead of continuing your search for the perfect affordable couch, I have an idea for you. Forget couches altogether. Who do they think they are anyway? They are literally just expensive lumps you throw in your apartment and try not to spill wine or semen on them. (laughs) The year 2019 is all about donkeys in the living room. So what a coincidence that I stumbled upon Burrow, the AI app livestream delivery subscription platform that delivers a donkey into your home for you to sit on or whatever. They're sturdy, sustainably sourced, and stain resistant. And adorable, those floppy ears. If you go to burrow.com right now, you can choose your own donkey and they have all they all have adorable names like the Bohemian and the Mid-Century and the Rustic. So cute. And if you enter code disc podcast podcast on their website now, Burrow will throw in a Mexican saddle blanket that will look charming on your new donkey friend. Now I have to read some fine print. Except there is no fine print. Ugh. So I don't. 
no, I that, that was that's on them. Yeah, that's Not on, on them. Us. We yep. never make mistakes. Yep. Nope. Never. <laughs> uh, thanks, bro. Can I tell you that um, I got I I got the bro called the mid century, and while he does emit some kind of odor, he Ooh. is so stinking cute Worth it. and way more fun to sit on than a couch. I know. Oh my gosh. It's, does he sometimes like like swap his little booty around? He like does. He does a little swish swish of his tail yeah. and does he ever yeah. bite you? Mine does sometimes. He does but occasionally like, bite, but I find that if you um share your dinner, like share most of your dinner, yeah. I mean, with him, he uh he'll be kind of chill. Still worth it. So worth oh it. God. So worth it. Great. Well, thanks, bro. <laughs> right? Next, uh, try to get us those the fine print. I guess there's no fine print. Like my guess is there's there's literally no fine print. Yeah. Yeah. There. It seems like what could be complicated could, about a simple could, donkey in your living room. Yeah. What I have is no, I have zero questions. It's like tales out of time. People have had donkeys Hello. in the living rooms for you know centuries. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks for going with that. Hey, buddy. going with what? No, that mean, was a reasonable for... ad that I have read before yeah, and totally, did not totally. just now read Maybe, for the first time. Should we do more preparation for things? Whatever, it's fine. Literally no. Um, no. Literally no. <laughs> should we jump into clip one? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start since Thank it's you. since it's the clip I found and read about. Thank you. Um, you're sometimes so we welcome. Should, sometimes we should switch. We should switch starting next episode. Yes. Right? Just for one, like crazy kooky. Or unless you want to do now, you could, we could do clip two first. No, dun, I mean, dun, dun, I'm going to read yours. Oh, 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 I see. Wait, let's actually do that. A Freaky Friday of yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to read it like I would read it. And I'm going to sit over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's too much, man. And I'm going to run here and then demand that you feed me over. <laughs> that all feels right. That mm-hmm. all feels right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wear some like fun funky pink disney clothes oh my god lucky you wow 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 yeah that'll be, that'll be a fun can i go to your work yes i love disney please oh my gosh okay, okay. done cool i think your work's gonna be pretty disappointed at my um at my uh you know abilities you're gonna have the worst day ever <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny because oh. it's sad okay let's have fun clip number one comes from the problem with charles and casey it's a new podcast from earwolf um and it's guaranteed to solve all the world's problems <laughs> just kidding but they do aim to solve one person's problem um had you heard of the problem with charles and casey i had not and i love it keep on going yes i'm getting served ads for it all the time um with yeah, my how, other podcasts how did you find it just on for, listening. from listening to other podcasts and, and they I recommended it. it actually you know what um charles rogers who's one of the hosts was a guest on homophilia which i like a lot oh okay. and he was talking about it and then i heard it on a, a as a plug on another podcast anyway um they they aim to solve just the guest's problem but it's host charles rogers who's a really funny writer and who co-created search party on tbs which i love and casey jane ellison who's a stand-up and they talk to a special guest each episode about a problem that they have been struggling with Guests have included Jessica Williams of Two Dope Queens and one of Lauren's absolute faves, Starlee Kine. You're going to love that one. Um, But this clip's come. I know, right? It's like your world's colliding. Um, But this clip comes from the episode with Louis Anderson, who currently stars on Baskets. Um, His problem is whether or not to tell on employees who rub you the wrong way. He shared a story about a flight attendant who yelled at him to get off his phone during, like, the boarding process, but, like, well before the cabin doors were closed. Here's a bit of that discussion. Because I don't want anyone to lose their job. Because I don't think people... 
I think it must be miserable to have people go, can I get another snack of Rudy? Yeah. Can I get a small bottle of uh, Fresca? Yes, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's like t- two things. Because my mom is a flight attendant and she's- On what airlines can you say? Or? American. I can't oh. say. Oh, don't. <laughs> you never know. Gorgeous. Um, and she's like a great flight attendant, but she is always talking about the people she works with. And like a lot of flight attendants she works with are like- Insane, like they're just insane yeah, they're people, insane and they want to treat people would have poorly. To be insane, it's a crazy job. It's a crazy it job, is a and crazy they're job. actually like important. They're not just serving. She's trained to like wages. fight terrorists, yes. and like they have to get in like rafts on the water with like rocky ocean waves, like in a. In a, in a like, I want to go to that. It's crazy. Security on a plane. I want her to say, "Come on, get your heels on. Know, You're not going to be wearing the heels in the lake. Let them go in the lake." He he is so funny, isn't he? Well, and what, sorry to like jump in. Right no, away, but at one point they're like, "If you don't know who Louis Anderson is, you're crazy and stupid." <laughs> and I had never heard who Louis Anderson was, and I love. Did you recognize him when you looked him up? Did you no, Google him? I didn't Google him. But oh, you'll you'll recognize okay, him. Okay, but like he's so kind. He is so kind, and isn't sweet, he? He's like a gentle guy. Funny. Like yeah. He's like comments to the hosts and I was like he was like very concerned about how they were doing and yeah like, I really anyway keep going. no I I totally mirrored those sentiments I felt like the podcast as a whole I thought it would be a little bit just like oh stupid flight attendants what's wrong with them but they it was like really actually sincere and heartfelt and I feel like they broke it down nicely do you yeah. recognize him yeah, yeah I do yeah um I feel like I know him mostly as the host of the family feud but oh. now I feel like he has this resurgence as uh, on baskets with Zach Galifianakis and he like won the Emmy for his performance oh my gosh he's having this well, resurgence anyone who doesn't know who he is is a stupid idiot <laughs> it's a complete nutcase and should not even join the um the uh the um what's it called the, the who what fan club are you in oh, Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard Dallas fan club Howard. Wait, Do you want me to stop forwarding you those emails? No, no. Okay. I want you to forward them with you a greater frequency. Also. Okay, great, great. No, no. I'll forward them twice. You just let me know okay. when they're good. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um wait, but honestly, I struggle with this all the time, the idea of like Someone is doing their job badly, and that will affect not just me, but other people. But I also don't want to get a person in trouble. Like, what do you think? What's okay. your deal? What do you think I think? I Because I'm an asshole. You're not. You're not. I think you think a couple of things. One, if someone's doing a bad job, they should get in trouble. Two, your time is valuable. And so, like, how much is it worth it to go and, like, complain on a website? Because we know how tedious that can be. Yes. But I am literally like, I don't have time, but I have time for this, baby. Yeah. But listening to this changed yeah. my mind. I'm oh, not joking. I mean, we'll see how long this lasts. Yeah, sure. But I was listening to it. And I was like, you know what? I have never been a waitress. Yeah. I kind of. I worked in a snack shack. Yes. Um, but like, I have to, because I, I think it's in restaurants like that I just get like, uh, I just, I do, I do, like if things come out wrong, I, I don't always say something. I say something yeah. to them. Yeah. I guess I have ask for someone's name in that scary way yeah. like where you're like oh what's your name by the way you know right. I've done that before Charles talked about like using doing the power, power play of being like excuse me what's that what's that other employee's name because then you know like they're in trouble you right. know and I I don't know but I think I need to stop because it's like god they're like my job is hard because I'm always like my job sucked and my day sucked and I just wanted this to go right. And yeah. It and but then it's like so now I'm gonna make your day suck. Right. I have to stop with this shit. Anyway, so thank you for um changing my life. Wow. What do you I, think? Though? Holy cow. So I, I you know, 
gosh, I, I'm a little conflicted about it. Like I th- mostly fall on the side of hopefully compassion. Like I work in Times Square and any business and like you go into the AMC in Times Square and try to get popcorn and it is like pulling teeth. Like you walk in and the employees are like, what? Like, They're what like do you want from me? Dancing. Excuse me. What? Yeah. Like, how dare you talk to me? And you're like, oh, sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So- I apologize. I'm here. Here's a hundred dollar tip. Like, can I please get a popcorn? And they're like, no, you can't. And it's like, Ugh. but honestly, like, it has to be terrible to work in Times Square. I'm sure so many people are so rude and so condescending, We're and they're getting paid minimum wage. That we don't have to. Totally. And like, okay, have you ever for have you ever lodged? I've I have lodged a formal complaint before, mm-hmm. like one like one that is coming to mind. Have you? What's yours? Well, the, my one is there's a Chipotle near us that we go to fairly often, and it's kind of terrible. Um, the employees are kind of rude, and they love to ignore you, and they don't get your like. You'll be like can I have, you know, mild salsa? And they like throw a bucket of corn in there and you're like, Oh, sorry, I didn't want corn. And they're like, what do you want me to do? So anyway, but you hate corn. I hate corn, but it feels like such a diva thing to be like, remake my meal. Anyway, with all that I can deal with, but once they were using a thermometer, cause they have to like check that the, everything is being kept at the right temperature. They're using the same one in like the steak. And then they put it in like the veggie beans. And then they put it in like the veggie sofrita. Oh, and I was like, that really sucks. Like, that just is like, as a vegetarian, that really sucks. So I formed, I lodged a complaint. That was, so that was a good one. That but was, I made yeah. sure they were like, oh, here's a, you know, send us your uh, address and we'll give you a gift card. And I was like, no, that's okay. Because I just wanted it to get better. I want, I didn't want them to think I was just like looking for free stuff. Okay. You sound great in this story. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, also it's like my telling of it. And Clearly, for like I sound not great. killing animals. It's like for vegetarians. <sighs> right, right. Oh my God. You, you. But I, I'm not even surprised. I will say sometimes I get so sassy about the Chipotle and then I and then I think like they're literally making like they're making me my dinner. You know what I mean? They're like providing me sustenance and I should be just so grateful. I guess I just always like their job sucks. They're making yeah. no money. And then you see like we've all seen how rude people can be to those employees, you know? Yeah. It's hard. I I hate it, but I also see how it happens. I know. Well, and that's something that mm-hmm. like Louis Anderson talked about. He was like you know, I, I try not to be, I try not to be too rude because I've seen the way that people can treat. I mean, that's another thing they talked about in this episode is like Charles, Charles Rogers. Is that his name? Um, he talked about how his mom is a flight attendant and these are people who are literally trained in terrorist situations, Mm -hmm. but also they're treated like, you know, a server. Yeah. Like they're treated like they're just there to wait on you hand and foot. Well, the flight attendants, that's a different story. I almost feel because they get treated like garbage. Like that's extra hard. I yeah, think. I really do. It's like people in a bad mood. Totally. Already, they're not at a dinner having fun. Right. Like they're on an air. Like it's. Ugh, You've already been through rough. security. You've already probably had a delay. Like you're. Yeah. No one's in a good mood. No. You're. You're. You're so right. I talk about that. Like working at Cold Stone Creamery, the ice cream store, was the easiest thing in the world because, hello, people were there yeah, to get ice cream. Yeah. A, they had time to go get ice cream. Yeah. B, they were about to have like a delicious sweet treat. Like. Uh-huh. everyone was happy do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. what an easy job yeah flight attendant you're so right they're like working up against a really tough spot maybe they should sing like the people at cold Stone. <laughs> that's Henry. true for a tip <laughs> start an airline eric yeah. they're like here in the airplane we sing songs that's true that would actually be awful that might that not go like as a planned. funny television show that i want to watch i'd watch it yeah wasn't there a television show about an airline Mm. like it happened like recently like something about las vegas or something 
Not, you know, wow. Maybe you what could get it on Broadway. Like? You know Broadway, right? We I know have, Broadway. We have a show in the tank. With yeah, them, we do. Yeah. Heard. So just say you've got another one. Yeah, I'll just you can be do, like, like previews or something. I don't know. Is that how it works? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. We, we got, you know what? We got two a cooking. Hey, Broadway. Yeah. We got two a cooking. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Oh my gosh. Wait, them talking about compassion also reminded me of this, this theory that I like to keep in mind that I'm not always good at. But um, the idea of like, assume there's a baby on board. And that comes from, I heard someone talking about like the cars. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. No, like being in traffic and being so mad or someone doing some dumb thing in traffic and just being like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you speeding? Why are you going so slow? And it's like, assume that they're on their way. If they're speeding, assume that they're on the way to get their sick kid from school. If they're going too slow, assume that there's a baby on board. Like it just, I like that idea in life. Just give people the benefit of the doubt. I was thinking a lot lately because I've been like a little injured. Yeah. And like, it's been putting me in a rough mood sometimes. Yeah. And I, sometimes I'm like people are in chronic pain all the time. And so if someone's being a little grumpy, maybe they're hurting or like, it's such makes it better for you. If you can do that. I'm not always good at that either. No, I really, I really am not. It's something I'd love to be better at. I would like to bring up one quick thing that she said. What is her name? I'm sorry. Oh, um, um, her name is, uh, Casey Jane Ellison. First of all, they have great chemistry. They do. I like them a lot. She said something I want to ask you if you agree with. She said, people who are mean to me, I just think they're flirting with me. That cracked me up. And she said it kind of like, don't we all? And I, I, my jaw was on the floor. Do (gasps) have you? No. I've never even thought that was a possibility. (laughs) When people are flirting with me, I don't think they're flirting with me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I thought that was really funny. I mean, it's, it's. I like the blind confidence behind it. I also think sometimes people are like aggressive when they don't know how to feel about you, right? I think this is so rare. Like <laughs> one in a million zillion times. I love it though. I, it's very telling about her. <laughs> I love that we learned so much about her from this one idea. Yeah. But I also love it when you find out something that someone believes. Like I have these things too where it's like, she, I think she thought everyone thought that. And I yeah. feel like everyone on the podcast was like, no, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, that's really true. The thing when everyone you're like, has something like that, isn't this it right. for everyone? Right. Yeah. That's so funny. Anyway, hot take. I like that. All right. If y'all want to listen, it's the problem with Charles and Casey. And this episode was with Louis Anderson. Check it out. All right. Clip two. Um, you know the show Lizard People. Yes. You love it. Yes. You, know, you love it. Did you challenge me to listen to it at one point or did, did we just feature a clip? I think it was a challenge and then I featured a clip because yeah. I'm so obsessed. I love it. Because um, you love conspiracy theories. I love conspiracy theories. You love podcasts. Yep. You love this podcast. Lizard People, we join comedian and skeptic Caitlin Hempstead as her brilliant friends try to convince her. Okay, so like... a. They, they do um, a bunch of conspiracy theories like um, Jesus' stolen body, like what happened to it, uh, things about Michael Jordan's dad, Ace of Base is a Nazi band, uh, stuff like that, okay? You know, like stuff you hear all the time. <laughs> you know, casual. Right. <laughs> um, but this one is um, about how PETA is a sham. Mm. I cannot wait to hear what you think about this because you love, you love animals. I do, I do. Um... So, <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. So before we dig in, I must ask you, what do you think when I say the word PETA? You know... People for the ethic treat, ethical treatment of animals? Yes, Maybe yes. Yeah, good point. Um, I know they're kind of an extreme organization. 
Um, and I know they get a lot of flack for that. And while I'm like not a PETA member and like don't, you know, PETA would hate me because I'm not a vegan. You know what I mean? They told me, they texted me, they hate you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I do sometimes feel like um, sometimes extremes to push the needle are a good thing. Okay. This is yeah. going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Um, but most people do not have favorable feelings about PETA, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and it was basically created to do the most loving, like, wonderful, happy, easy <laughs> thing, which is protect animals. Yeah. It's like a great thing. How are they screw- making people hate them, right? That's uh-huh. a good question. Because um, they go, they do it in the most annoying way. So, like, <laughs> two days ago, they tweeted, or, like, a couple of days ago, they tweeted this photo of an old man being breastfed by a cow yep. who looked like an ugly mom <laughs> and like saying how gross milk is. I mean, it was like in imbi- the, the, the cartoon work, like it was like a hideous drawing. Yep. It was like everything about it was terrible. Um, they try to shame and embarrass meat eaters, but they only shame and embarrass themselves. I have to say though, people were flipping about that breastfeeding photo and I was a little bit like that. I mean, that is what it, that, that is what it is. That's a, Thank you for turning this around. Do you know what I mean? No, I think I think I mine would, was the unpopular opinion. No, I but I just realized I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm big on that. Like, I'm always like, there's no difference between eating a cow and your cat. Like, they're really... Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I guess it's just like, for mo- most people, that's just like not the best way to do it. It's like... It, it it's, completely. That's a really good point. making people mad. Anyway, yeah. you're not making people like you. Yeah, Okay, yeah. you're not looking good. At least get a good artist. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so in this episode, uh, Brona C. Titley and Tom Neenan have a solid argument about why PETA, get this, is actually run by big meat, okay? Because who wants to make vegetarians and vegans look bad? Big meat. So people literally get mad at PETA and then they'll go out and eat a burger. It's literally, this. there's anecdotes of this on Reddit. Yep. And if this is their tactic, it's working. So they're all like... uh, PETA is the meat industry, and they are making people hate vegans and driving everyone to eat meat. And then Caitlin kind of comes back with like, yeah, but some things they do are effective. Like when they show sad videos of pigs being slaughtered. And then Brona brings out the kicker of the argument. As far as I'm concerned, it's the end of the story. Well, now I'm ready to get serious, and I really am. Because the, we haven't brought this up yet. It's going to be okay, Tom. I'll, I'll hold your hand through Please. it. It is a fact, it is an absolute fact that PETA, who we've been talking about all night, mm-hmm. who are like, don't wear the skin of animals, don't hurt animals, don't eat animals, don't kill animals. And it is a proven fact that PETA slaughter thousands and thousands of animals. I looked on Snopes and it is true. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> and you know, and Snopes is literally the only place we can trust on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Reddit, where I get <laughs> all of my information. All the wisdom. So, so Peter run these shelters in the US. Um, and they're, and uh, well, I think it was last year, I have the numbers, but um, 2011. So they accepted 760 dogs into their shelter in, uh, in 2011. Now, out of 760 dogs that you accept into a shelter how many of that do you think there's no way around this we might have to euthanize this dog out of 760 you can shout out an answer i love that you don't want to kill <laughs> yeah, dogs no one wants to go too high That's I, cute. I like you guys but yeah. just put your brain where peter is i'll start i'll start yeah five 
reasonable to kill five dogs. I'll you raise th- you to 20. Okay. 20 dogs. Any other thoughts in the audience? 100. <gasps> okay, thank you. <laughs> Peter, out of 760 animals, and this is my serious voice, you guys. Peter, uh, out of 760 dogs that year, Peter killed 713. It's a lot yeah. of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They killed them. Cruella de Vil. So, they love killing dogs. <laughs> Ooh. Well, well, on a sad note. I guess I'm a little confused. I guess they kill animals in their shelters. They, like, per- say they're going to take them in, and then they kill them anyway. That's so interesting, because there are, like, so many no-kill shelters, like shelters that are specifically run yes, that will are. not kill animals. So it's like you would think PETA, if they're running a shelter... Yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, you're giving me really good conspiracy eyes right now. Uh, can I bring up a few other points? Yes, please do. Um, okay, so do you remember when PETA, this was recent, um, in case you're not glued to Twitter like I am, maybe you heard elsewhere, PETA was tweeting about how we need to replace sayings like lead a horse to water yes. and kill two birds with one stone because those were like damaging to animals, like 100%. inciting violence. So they wanted us to change it to like, feed two birds with one scone. Get it? Like, and it's not just stupid, but they actually brought this up in the podcast. It's actually damaging because it's like making light of people that want to be called different pronouns and stuff. It's actually like make, it's cruel kind of. It's like teasing because they're not serious. Right. It's like taking the like sensitivity thing. Right. Yeah. And like. thought about that? I hadn't thought about that. No, I had not thought about that angle, but there, it's it's really a good point because um, it it lumps it in with folks who are like maybe don't use a racial right. slur. Let's Do you know what I mean? Sensitive about our language, right? It's and it's like, like they, obviously they animals concept. don't care, right? And they stole the concept. Let's be more sensitive about our language and use it for this bullshit. And also, right. I mean, feeding two birds with one scone—that's there's there's a lot of sugar in scones. I could kill them. <laughs> That's so a true. A lot of them a- don't make a- sense. Avian diabetes is a real problem. I'm just saying, some of them don't make sense. <laughs> and then also, they bring up that, why is the rabbit the fucking mascot? Okay? <laughs> rabbits are weird. People that own rabbits. Ooh. I endorse that. Are That's... weird. Like adults. Children have all the bunnies you want. I've never had a rabbit. And when people who are like, I don't like cats, I'm always like, you haven't had a cat. So maybe like, maybe I just haven't had a rabbit that I love. I think children are totally allowed. That's adorable. Adults with a bunny. Actually, I'm thinking of a friend who has a bunny, who is a big animal lover and like a, a outspoken vegan. Actually, now vegan. I'm kind of liking it. I take it back. But I still... I just like this one person that I'm thinking of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But... But no, that's a weird animal. Of all the animals to pick for your mascot... You could have any of... I mean, bunnies aren't like the animal you think of. Also, who is inciting violence on bunnies? No one's (laughs) eating bunnies. That's a good point. We're killing all this shit. What what was the last restaurant you you were in where they were serving rabbit? I mean... Domberto. Yeah, well, that's a, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a restaurant true. I love. That's right. <laughs> but that's weird. So, so I had to scratch my head to think about it. Yeah. No, that's very weird. Uncommon. But rabbit, ra- this is fishy, fishy, fishy. What animal would you pick if you were doing an animal rights orc? What would be your mascot? I mean, like a kitty or. Yeah. I mean, even like I, I a pig. Yeah. Because pigs, I, I, you know, people are always like, oh, pigs are so smart. I love them. Yeah. And they eat them. Like yeah. something that needs a little, like, I don't know. Yeah. Pigs are cute let's have a mix yeah there's a bunch of them love that idea i mean jesus what would you have mine would be a cow with really long eyelashes and like a blossom hat 
don't you have a cow? <laughs> yeah, you Alan. Do. Alan What's his name? adopt Jay. Oh. Um, Alan for the the third anniversary is typically the leather anniversary. So Alan, my husband, being the perfect human that he is, adopted me a cow. Perfect. <laughs> Did you name him Jay? What about Jay from the Serial Podcast? No, they. N- <laughs> what about Jay? That's some good podcast podcast content. That's someone that listens to too many podcasts. True, true. Too many podcasts. I would have named him Jay after that, but he was already named Jay. Oh, maybe that's I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's Jay. Wait, well, conspiracy time later. Oh okay. my gosh. Anyway, I love it. um. So does this also bring up the fact that the NRA could be behind the anti-gun Ooh, people? Or is the NRA behind PETA? I mean, I'm not, I don't know what I'm saying, but like, I think something's going on is all I'm saying. Wait, that's interesting because it makes me think that like the NRA actually does really energize um, gun-loving Us. people. Oh. And yes. they raise m- 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 millions of dollars to keep like guns legal and to not restrict gun laws mm-hmm. so i'm wondering oh is PETA actually really effective in ways that i don't see because i'm not bought into it well, do you know what i mean the argument also that just any news is any pr is good PR yeah that's true too they don't care if they're getting liked they're just getting retweets i mean but honestly that's true stuff happens like mm-hmm. a mass shooting and then politicians say we need stricter gun laws and then the nra sees a massive uptick yeah. in donations yeah and to be quite honest, it's probably the explanation for this, you know? Like, right. And because and Oh, also, right. That's people, why PETA is so and extreme. Also, people don't care about facts. They really don't. So no. honestly, we what have we learned from this presidential election? People do not care about facts. So they don't care if PETA has facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. actually, ooh, don't you love this conspiracy theory anyway? I really do, actually. I really, really fun. do. Wouldn't it be interesting? Yeah. I think that's what Let's I like about conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fact. It's true. I think that's what I like about conspiracy theories is like, isn't that just kind of a more interesting version? It's like a story you tell yourself. Yeah. It's like a Bible story. Yeah. It's like fun. Yeah. yeah I dig. Oh, uh, what a great clip. I love that one. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, shall we move on? <gasps> sure, sure, sure. Let's jump into our segments. Um, the first of which is a brand new segment that I call, I forgot. My gosh. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. Um, it's uh, So I just stumbled on this podcast, and I totally love it. I think it might be a good one for you at the mo. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. Getting too excited. Press and play. I think that you're going to like this one at the moment. Yes. It's called Work Life, and it's all about discovering the keys to a better work life. It comes from Ted. Um, Do you think I like it because work is my life? I think you'll like it because it's all about like improving your current work situation. Thank you. you know, um, not that I think you need any improvement. No, but I, yeah, yeah. it's always good to fill up on these facts. Hey. You never know. Hey, there you go. Um, so, host Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist who studies how to make work not suck. And each episode, he has on a guest with a unique perspective on improving your life on the job. Um, episode topics have included networking for people who hate networking, harnessing the power of frustration, which I think is a really good one, um, and faking your emotions at work, which is so valuable. Um, this episode's topic is memory, and the guest is Josh Foer, a freelance writer who happens to be the younger brother of novelist Jonathan Safran Foer. I love that fact. Speaking of 
animal lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh went from being generally forgetful to becoming the U.S. memory champion mm-hmm. in just one year. So he has lots of good tips on memory. How do he do it? Well, let's find out. In this clip, Josh shares his tip for um, kind of the most simple of memorizations that we have all been guilty of forgetting. Someone's name. Say you want to remember someone's name. What should you do? Come up with some sort of a an association between the sound of a person's name and some aspect of their physical being. So what you're doing when you meet somebody is you're looking at them and saying like, hey, what's distinct about this person's physical presence? Something about their hair, something about their eyebrows, something about their ears. The truth is you're looking for like what is weird about this person, which means that to do this well, you have to be a kind of judgmental schmuck. Pop quiz. Do you remember Josh's last name? I said it a few minutes ago when I introduced him. But in case you need a refresher, here's how Josh approaches it. If I wanted to remember my last name, Fuller, well, it sounds an awful lot like the number four, I would look at myself and say, you know, well, I, I'm going to carve a number four into his head with a, with a little butcher knife, and I'm going to picture the blood dripping down his face. Again, the more <laughs> color I can put into this image, the more likely it is I'm going to remember it later. And what I've done is I've just created an association between this name, which otherwise wouldn't mean anything to me, and this guy's face. And that's not a guarantee that I'm going to remember that name later on, but What it's done is given me just like a little hook that makes it that much more likely that when I run into this person at a later date, I'm going to be able to fish their name back out. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah, I love it. Okay, if you had to do it for me, how would you remember my name, Eric? I would picture like (gasps) E-Rock. And I could picture you like rocking out. Yeah, good one. Like you'd be like headbanging like (laughs) E-Rock. That's a really good one. Okay, for you, Lauren, I would do. Um, Laura, it sounds Lauren sounds sounds like a wren, like the bird, and I'd remember that because, um, unlike birds, you are a very colorful female. Even though in the bird kingdom, like the females are more dull. How do you know so much about wrens? Well, you googled. Feels like across the board for birds, right? Okay. Aren't like the girls all brown and the boys are all colorful? Is that true? Yeah. Oh my gosh, where did you learn so much about birds? Wait, like picture a female and male cardinal. I mean, now that you pointed out, like the sure. male cardinals like are red, and then peacocks, the the pur- purple ones are the boys. I thought that all birds were girls. <laughs> Can we there's, talk later? There, yeah, <laughs> Some there's questions. I have, I have one or two things to yeah. share on birds. Okay. Um. Anyway, that's how I'm remembering your name. Thanks. Yeah. I have another one for you. What? I'm always ranting, Lawrence. Oh, good one. In case the bird one doesn't work out, because yeah. that one was confusing. Okay, to me it made perfect sense, but I will <laughs> that's take why your it note. Has to be special for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't need to remember my name. I just but like this in tip. In case I do. <laughs> well, and I do this all the time, where I meet someone at a party or at a work thing or whatever, and I'm like thinking about my name as if I'm going to mess it up when I'm asking when I'm like hearing their name yes. so I do not take That's it in totally why oh Ugh, so oh, silly God. and even um I don't know if this happens to you but sometimes even when I'm positive what the person's name is right I'm like you, too afraid to say it yeah I'm like what if I'm messing it up so it'll literally be like three years before yeah. I have the confidence to yeah. say someone's name oh it's hard yeah. And that's the thing. You have to be good about getting it right in the beginning so that you don't go like three times seeing them and then you're like, remind me your name. And it's like, we rode together on that ride at Cedar Point. Like, right. why don't you know my I name? Know. 
I feel like I've gotten better at being like, Ooh. hey, good to see you, a- Eric. Like just to re- just to kind of like remind you kind of yeah. thing. I'll present my name to you and then they present their name. Yeah. I know. literally just say I am sh- a shithead and I forget <laughs> your name. I'm so sorry. No, but I feel like it's better to just directly address it than to be like, I want to say like, like Lara. sneak into their wallet. Yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't <laughs> tried that. You can do. Wow. That's you a good memorization t- technique. <laughs> just steal some stuff until yeah. you figure it out. And maybe you can take some goodies. <laughs> wow. I guess get a, get a, yeah. you know, maybe there's some condoms in there. Bill. <laughs> um, okay. One thing they said on this episode that I really liked was when you remember something about somebody, you're showing you care. And it's that's true. so true. It's so, what did I say when you got here? You remembered something about me. And I was like, I said to you, I was like, that's really nice. You have a very good memory. Like it means that you were listening and you thought about it and you followed up on it. It's, it means a lot. But you here's literally just did this. Here's the truth. though: is you remember that something I, very specific about it. Yeah. I, I really do have a bad memory, but I think that's representative of how much I care about you. Cause I, ah. cause I would remember something. Stop it. Um, uh, what else? Oh, they no, also but the, talk- wait. Can I rewind really fast? Yeah. I'm interrupting because you're so wonderful. <sighs> I feel like that's the thing that I don't get about you. Mm. How you're so wonderful to everyone. Like I'm always like every time I'm with you, I'm like, how is he so wonderful to me? And like, how am I getting so much of his time? And like, but I see you in action. You're like this all the time. So you're shaking your head, but like, stop. That's just because you're wonderful. I'm telling the listeners. He's like <laughs> this to everyone. He'd be like this to you if he met you on the street. He's wonderful. What were you saying? That's that. Thank you. I will just say thank you. That's very okay. kind. Um, although I want, I okay. Um, uh, okay. They also talked about how everyone has an aptitude for memory in the subjects that interest them the most, mm-hmm. which I feel like is obvious. Mm-hmm. But when I thought about it, I was like, oh right, I could name every chorus member from a Broadway show that I saw ten years ago. But like, I could not name two like Sean Mendez songs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Well, that actually reminded me of something. I, I'm sorry to like. No, give it. Um, I thought it was really funny that the things that Josh said he was forgetting on the podcast were like stereotypical dude stuff. Like right. he was like putting down the toilet and his anniversary. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it like he all, just read a book of like, what do what, dumb what, men do? Right. Yeah. Like he read like a, yeah, like a joke book, like right. a dad joke right. book or something. And like, but maybe that really is like stuff he doesn't care about or well, like, I don't know. But doesn't that... It makes you think about like, okay, well, why do men not care about those things? They don't yeah. care about the anniversary because it's sort of like sentimental in ways that some men aren't. They don't care about putting the toilet seat down because it doesn't really affect them. Yeah, they're used to getting their way in every way. Whoa, that's another. Time. Well, that's okay. very true. Yeah. The word world caters they're to them. They're used to the world catering to them. Sorry. Yes. Okay. No, so true. Interesting. What's something you always forget? <sighs> what do I always forget? I always forget. Um like whether or not I've told Alan a thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be like, oh, this big thing that happened at work. And he's like, what? I'm like, I told you that. He's like, you didn't. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But it's but like, that, that's not good, Eric, because now he can trick you. I Well, that's true. Sometimes mm. I'm like, dude, I'm positive. I told yeah, you this. Yeah. And he's like, no, you didn't. I'm and like, I have no leg to stand on. Cause normally he's right. <laughs> I am like going to guarantee that he's fooled you once or twice. Yeah, I bet like, he has. He's allowed. He's, yeah. allowed. he's mm. allowed. What about you? What do you forget? Um, I, this isn't so much forgetting maybe as OCD, but like I always forget something while I'll say yeah. when I leave the apartment, I, like I always have to come back basically, yeah. but I also am 
DJ Jay wants to kill me because I'm always like, did we turn everything off? Yeah. And that's like me. That's not really forgetting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't remember if I shut the thing off yesterday. Right. Like, right. Anything, I'm so paranoid. Like, if there's a light on that, it's going to burn down the whole <laughs> building. And sometimes I get home and I'm literally, if the building isn't burned down, I'm just like, okay, this was a hard day, but like the building isn't At burned down. At least I didn't burn yeah. the building down. Anyway. That's more like OCD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both are fun. Yeah. Both are super fun. Cool. Well, if you want to learn more tips for um, memorization, check out this episode of Work Life with Adam Grant. It's called How to Remember Anything. Oh my gosh. I think we've got another tip coming up in this next clip. I'm ready. This is uh, a little segment I just made up called Work Tips. So more work <laughs> tips. Oh. Isn't this crazy? Um, this is from a Judge John, Judge John Hodgman podcast. Wow. Um, which this is one of my favorite podcasts. Do we talk about this podcast? We have talked about this one. I literally uh-huh. save it for a special time Aww. when I'm cooking on Sundays. It when it's over, I feel sad. Like it I brings know me that so feeling. much joy. Yeah. Um, judge Hodgman acts as a judge educating real life disputes within a fictional courtroom setting <laughs> with Buddy and Max Fun founder Jesse Thorne, who I sweetest sweetest man maybe the best man who's ever been born present company excluded um i feel bummed to the bones when the show's over anyways they have emily heller on this episode whom i also love and they're talking about a really good tip a listener sent in about bathroom etiquette at work i must ask you if you're in a public space it doesn't have to be work like maybe a restaurant which almost all new york restaurants have this setup and there's a single room with a lock is it rude to knock what do you do if you're in there and someone knocks? Where do you stand on this very important issue? I feel like there's kind of no point in knocking. You you try the door or you don't, right? Right. Well, the alternative, I think, is some people say you should just, if you do, if you just try it, yeah. what if they didn't lock it? Then that's on them. That's what I say. Yeah. I get annoyed when people knock. I do too. Because I'm like, I'm not hurrying. You right, know, like, and right. you know I'm in here. Right. That's the thing. The Either the door is locked or it is. Like, you just try and, the door. And if you op- try to open it. Yeah. And that's your knocking. Yeah. And then if it's unlocked, yeah, you're going to see my bum. <laughs> At bare minimum. And like, lucky you. Yeah. You know? Congratulations. <laughs> um, but wait, this, this caller had a really great tip. When you're in a shared space, like a workspace, and the bathroom door is uh, closed and you don't know if there's someone in there and it's a single use bathroom. Mm. Do you knock on the door or do you jiggle the handle to check if it is locked? And you know it's a single use bathroom? Yeah, there's only one facility in there. There's one there's one hole for your digestive tract hole. You knock. Knock, of course you knock. You don't jiggle of the handle. That's going to freak someone out. No, I'm yeah. a handle jiggler. I think it's less freaky than knocking. Oh. Well, let's hear what uh, what Laura had to say about this very dispute. Jesse Thorne, will you read the letter, please? There's significant debate about this in my office, which has a particularly bad bathrooms-to-people ratio. One of our co-workers has started responding to knocks with, Come in. <laughs> I really like this as an alternative to the options you discussed because it turns the table and makes the knocker feel weird and uncomfortable. We don't know who this coworker is because people usually flee the bathroom upon hearing that reply. Ah, I love the mystery bathroom ghost who goes, Come in. 
That is so I funny. Love it. I've already, <laughs> I just did it recently. Yeah. Oh man, when did I just do that? I don't remember. But anyway, I. That's. W- w- very would you ever try it? I feel funny. like you're too polite. I would um, definitely do it. I don't think I would be brave enough to try it yeah yeah but it's what if you knew that they would run away <laughs> i'm i love it too much maybe if i was I like not at work maybe if it, i was like you know at a restaurant or yeah. a bar or something um <laughs> that's so funny and i know i've told you my favorite bathroom joke remind me well i do this mm, every time it, the opportunity comes up which is a lot and no one has ever laughed <laughs> and i think it's hilarious and i'm gonna keep on doing it until someone laughs <gasps> But you know when you're like leaving the bathroom and someone is coming in the bathroom and you like hold the door for them? You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like awkward. Yeah. I always go, welcome to the bathroom. <laughs> and everyone's like terrified. <laughs> and I don't know if it's, it's really not funny or like they're like uh, like it confused. Is. <laughs> but like I'm always like this is, that would be so, like it's like I've been waiting for them that's to come to the bathroom. very welcome. funny. Do you think it's funny? <laughs> Tell me the truth. Do I do think that's funny. I do think that's funny. Especially if you're like, it's your coworkers who you know. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Can I tell you my bathroom joke? Oh my God, we all That's maybe not appropriate. Oh, go on. So, you know, there's like this thing where it's like you see, sometimes you see the same coworkers at the urinal, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for guys. Because it's not a super private thing. Like right. you're all just kind of like, you know, standing around yeah. each other. So, um, you know, if you see someone like twice in the same day or like twice in the same week or whatever, I like to say we have to stop meeting like this. Oh, I love that's cute. <laughs> but it's also a little creepy because it sort of implies like something salacious. Yeah, that's but obviously true. I don't mean it that way. No. So it has to be the right person. Obviously, I'm not going to say that to like the president of the company. Right. Oh, my God. That Okay. We have to stop meeting that's like this. That's really funny. That's so. Do you come up with that on your, on your own? You know what? I'm sure I heard that somewhere. I'm sure you came up with that on your own. I love it. Bathroom jokes. Well, okay. If you all have bathroom jokes or like bathroom humorous things that you do in a public bathroom, I, who will knew you, there were so many? Will you? T- I know. Will you tweet it at us uh, at Love Your Podcast? Yes, I'd love to hear them. Um, shall we go on to segment segment? Let's do it. Um, what's your segment segment this week? Well, I had something else, but um, so, uh, I was thinking about something today. Something came up recently. Um. I, I, I was going to say a while ago, um, old people, because I think it's good to have like friends that are a lot older than you. Like yeah. I have this friend named Myra yeah, and, um, she's the mother of a friend of my mom and dad's and uh-huh. she, um, had like stage four cancer and she was supposed to die like a year and a half ago and she got like a little bit of life back and yeah. like talking to her is so interesting cause she's like, I'm supposed to be dead. So we would have like, the, I met her at Christmas and like she sent me I sent her books yeah and she sends me things yeah and um I said we email each other all the time I love and, that and it's like I feel like I can be a, a different Lauren with her mm. and get totally different answers and also she's dying she literally is like telling me everything about her life and I found out this morning that she died oh I'm and so I, sorry to hear I, that I didn't mean to like bring it down but I've been thinking about her a lot and just I can't believe she's not here and I'm really glad that I like that I really like met her and talked to her. And if you know, like how, like, I think it was just so valuable to me to have a friend that was like, not my age, like different experience, get a pen pal, get an old person pen pal. And she wasn't even related to me. That was the other yeah. weird thing. It yep. was like my grandma that I was like, gotta call my grandma. Yeah. It's like my, she was a New Yorker. Yeah. She was like a city chick. Like she was so smart and she loved reading. And I felt like she was me when I'm going to be older. I mm. hope so. So I, anyway, 
Oh. Yeah. Well, so, I'm really sorry for that loss. No, it's okay. I'm really glad I got to know her as well as I did. I feel yeah. really lucky. And I feel really grateful that I sent all those emails and yeah. spent all that time and sent yeah. her those books and, and sat down with her for hours and while we were eating lasagna and talking at Christmas. Like, yeah. I really am. Anyway. What a great outlook to have been glad to have known her. Yeah. And you're so right. There's something really different than a family member that that there's like a level of obligation or just a level of like there's a default. Like you just assume that you'll have the relationship. Like it's really a choice with yeah. the non-family member. Myra was my friend. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, yeah. well, I, I'll think good thoughts about yeah. her and her family. Um, My segment segment is, can you tell what the, what this means in the show notes? I wrote OF slash TWFC, and it stands for Old Friends slash Tuesdays with Foodie okay. Crew. <laughs> I would never have guessed that, but it's I love you to Not know. a thing it's ever that I've ever done written before. But okay, so both of our very good friend was here in the city. She made the trip. She's the best. Away from her family, came to the city to hang out with us for the day. And um, it's just like, gosh, how valuable are those friends that like – you've had for so long, you have such a foundation of love and trust. You can pick up where you left off, even if it's been, you know, months and months since yeah. you've seen them. And somehow she gets cooler every time I see oh her. Oh my gosh, like, you're I'm so right. I'm getting less cool and you're getting cooler and better <laughs> and smarter and nicer and more she, wonderful and more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she really is. And I just feel like our, that whole group, so we had this group in high school called that I think you named Tuesdays with Foodie Tuesdays based on Tuesdays with Maury yes, yes it was somewhat required reading for some of us <laughs> I know in my life it was um, but every Tuesday we'd get together in the summer when all of us were back from college or from school or whatever and kind of in the same place and we would make food based on a theme like purple would be one week and greek would be the next week um and we just like play board games like cranium and just make food and that group of friends is still so close to this day it's crazy kara is our editor of this podcast patty came to visit this this week um colleen is a big supporter and lover it's just like this like amazing group and i'm so stinking grateful for those longtime friends and to have been like spent time with you and patty this weekend yeah it's so funny because like I mean, Patty and I have been best friends since we were seven, and just who would have known that we still would get along? So I know. Long? And she says that she's so funny, <laughs> but she's not like loud and funny. Like she says these things that like later on, I'm like, what? she's so funny, and she's the best mom, and I admire her so much, and I'm Me so too. glad she's my friend. Me and too. that was a really special day. So I agree. It was perfect. Isn't it funny that you said like old friends, and I was like old friends. <laughs> we met different kinds of old. Yeah. That's such a make good point. Make old friends, but, but make keep some the old. old people. Yeah, they're both friends, and they're both mm-hmm. old in some ways. Yeah, friendship. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. You're both on the same wavelength yeah. on, on that one. I dig. Well, this was a good episode. We learned some work tips. We got reflective. I dig it. Yeah, me too. Thanks for your thanks for your stuffs. Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Have a good thanks, one. Thanks, Kara. We love you. We wish you had been there. Oh, we were that talking would have been about the you best. a lot, we, but all we, good things. All good things. We did. We did. Some bad and mostly good. Mostly good. <laughs> Bye. Bye.